the rite of passage just holds the parent accountable to something, right? So that they can be intentional literally every day, right? In the process of being a parent. And, and so it gives you, yeah, sort of maybe an ideal romantic version of what you want to accomplish. Get ready to tune into stories of average men striving for greatness to become the leaders that are needed in their homes, in their career, and their communities. This is the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast. Aaron Guyette, you are no stranger to the show. <laughs> Welcome. Loving brother. it. Yeah. 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 Uh, and that's on design by design. So guys, like if you've heard Aaron, you think you've heard it all like you're wrong, like really wrong. We're going to get into some uh, a little deeper into some stuff today. Uh, we just got back from the very first Brotherhood of Fatherhood event, the big event. We're both wearing big event shirts. If you're watching us on video, you'll see this. At least we did the <laughs> inverse colors, right? Yeah, exactly. It was like it was planned. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, let's talk about that for just a second. I don't want to bore people with it because it's like all I can talk about. But um, what do you think? Well, so I think, you know, first of all, I went there for completely different reasons than most of the men went there. Like I went there because I have a passion for the rites of passage and for a systematic approach to intentional leadership. Leaders actually guiding and mentoring and being Sherpas for other leaders to develop other leaders instead of just gain a bunch of followers. So that was that being my main effort and main focus, like it was cool to, it was cool that I could just kind of hang out and enjoy all of the other stuff, you know, being vulnerable and um, being intentional, right. And which yeah. were the big call outs there, which is cool. Um, and I do, I like, for me, I have an accountability uh, men's group. And then I've, I've got uh, the Buffalo group. And, and so we, I already get the uh, blessings and gifts of having that in my life already. So I didn't feel like I had to go deep down that rabbit hole, but I could hold space for other people because I've been doing it for years um, in those realms. Right. And so it was, it was super cool. Like I could just enjoy the, the fruits of the event and then just try to knock everybody in the jaw with the rites of passage in a good way, right? Yep. Everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face or jaw or mouth or whatever Mike Tyson said. Um, yeah, I don't know. So I thought the event was incredible. The, the feedback, you know, so for me, you know, you have these preconceived notions of how things are going to be or how things are going to go. And for me, I was like, I don't know if it's enough scheduled stuff. Um, there was a lot of really cool stuff when the stuff happened, but it was the perfect amount of stuff to this white space that got filled in with incredible amounts of vulnerability and openness. And I just got feedback from a couple of other guys from staying the extra day where it was like anything that was vulnerable and amazing and authentic and mind-blowing was like double triple 100 times no, the it transformation it was, yeah, it was like insane you missed. it was so but the <laughs> but what that what i was like okay hey note to self um and i was talking to jay the other day yeah. and i was like hey we have to tell scott that it probably needs to be five days as well, much as he may not want to hear that oh no 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 this was awesome because uh jo uh aaron or aaron, not aaron you know, you guys know that I did this with um, Alex, Alex, yeah, yeah. and we were on the phone. We have another call today and we're like talking through everything. And I have, I have a few things to say based on what you said. Yeah, we're talking through everything. And he's like, it needs to be another day. And his reason, because he wants to do more B BJJ. And nah. my reasoning is because of what happened on the last day. It was like next level, mm -hmm. like uh, growth for some of those guys, okay. for three yeah. of those guys um, mm -hmm. on the on the white space side. That was a little scary for me, but here's, here's the one thing that I would say to that quite personally, I think we need to sit in the, the, like when there's a deep presentation, um, like, you know, one that I might give in the future, the one you gave, um, anybody who's talking on a little deeper level, I think we need 30 minutes to an hour longer of breakout groups from that. That's my 100%. takeaway. I was like, man, like Aaron needed another hour where guys could just go and guys naturally did it in that white space. I mean, that yeah, was a beautiful yeah. plan. It was cool. Uh, uh, 
it was planned, but I also think like a little more organized uh, time, not overdoing it because this is magic balance, right? Yeah. So my idea of doing another day was, yes, that sounds like a lot of work, especially now because I've had such amazing feedback that I think we're going to have to do two <laughs> so they don't get too full. The other thing that you said was, you know, you're you're really in depth. I kind of felt like it was a one two punch. I came in with the the vulnerability message and things kind of, you know, you kind of crack the egg like it's like, OK. And then, of course, the, I think was it was it the next day or the day following? You just freaking hit that egg on the side of the pan and splatted it right up wide open. And now we have yeah. guys that are like they were sharing about personal. And then you dove into this rites of passage thing and it was like wheels off. Uh, cause he, it was kind of like the, me, my life, it's time for me to, to shed my social armor as Brian Lelly called it, which I think it, I'm going to use that term from here on out. Right. Um, and, and then you coming in with this really intentional message and intentional action plan and calling for these guys to do these rites of passages thing. I was, I, <laughs> I was in the band with like these guys and you were in it afterwards. I was in a car and a van or something. We we're going somewhere. And these guys are like, Aaron just broke me. I like, I, I can't stop thinking about this. My brain, I can't like, I can't do what he does, but I got to do something. It was just like this panic. Yeah. I'm like, Hey guys, chill out. I'll yeah. get you around the fireplace with them again. But really here's the thing. We all have our own journey. What he's doing is he's painting a picture of probably like the ideal scenario. Um, and, but we're not all, at the level that Aaron, for me to let my kid do a 10 day, you know, thing like you talk about be like, we'd all be there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but I'm like, so understand we all have different skills and experiences and we have to build it around those. Yeah. But man, yeah. Um, yeah, so I was so pumped. And like I said, we're probably going to end up doing two. That's kind of the thought right now. Because um, mm -hmm. I don't want to make them too big. Like, yeah, I mean, how do you think that would have worked with, you know, 20 more guys? Uh, it probably wouldn't have that. So the social armor can be so much more easily worn as there's more people. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, so no, I, I, I think, you know, the, I think the intention was to have a little bit more, more dudes, uh, but it ended up being like the kind of the perfect amount of, yeah. of guys. Yeah. Uh, you could probably add four to eight more. That's exactly um, what I was thinking is cap it out at four more. Yeah, but if you go too too far beyond that, I think yeah, you're just gonna get social armor, and then it's just gonna be like how cool were, were the cool things that you did, and then how you know how can you like post about that and feel cool about right. yourself for for doing it, yeah. and being with certain people, you know, being able to name drop and you know all that stuff, and it's like I mean that's yeah, you could have done that I guess with this event, but that's not what the event was about, yeah. and definitely that's not what happened, right? Right. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, th I thought it was rad. Well, in the rites of passage, I did, uh, I did a Q and a kind of a Q and a and a, and a re explanation. I did my own explanation solo on a podcast for yep. leaders of leaders. And then I did a Q and a kind of parsing through Matt, you know, Matt Van Schoik was, he self-proclaimed and he said it on the podcast too. So it's nothing that's not public, but he's like, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm spinning on it. I'm broken. You know, like, I don't, I like, what, how do I do this? I, I, I missed the ball. I, I missed the opportunity. Yeah. And what we've kind of settled in was like, no, because, and what he realized is like, no, it's how he wants to be intentional with his children. Number one, that is the most important thing. Mm -hmm. The rite of passage just holds the parent accountable to something, right? So that they can be yeah. intentional literally every day, right? In yep. the process of being a parent. And, and, and so it gives you, yeah, sort of maybe an ideal romantic version of what you want to accomplish. But what it actually does is help you verbalize and visualize, okay, what is a, what is my child that will become an adult? What does that adult picture look like? And what am I not doing in my child's life? This episode is brought to you by Dapper Guru. Dapper Guru are men products that help you look good while conquering the world. Let's face it, gentlemen, we should not be using our wife's soaps and oils and such. We should smell like men and use products developed specifically for men. My friend at Dapper Guru, Robert, created these products. He tests these products. He is the real deal. This is a veteran-owned 
veteran supported company. And the cool thing is, is if you go to that webpage and put in the code brotherhood, you will get 10% off all of your purchases. I use the products. My son uses the products. Josh uses the products. You should be using the products. That's Dapper Guru. Check out the link in the podcast notes. Go place an order, place a small order, check it out. Uh, and you will know why we use these products. So, you know, so that, that, that picture doesn't get painted or what am I doing in my child's life so that that version does get painted. And it's not about making your child you, it's about making your child the best that he and or she can be, um, knowing their genetic traits and their personality and their, um, your skills and abilities as a parent, you know, all that stuff. So, and then it's, you know, it's playing jazz with that a little bit. Um, but also being able to literally write some of the music to the jazz. Yeah. uh, So you can, so you can actually be intentional and do something for your child. And, and the rites of passage is like, obviously that's a big missing component in society. We have sort of these placated, dumbed down versions of rites of passage, but we don't really have a phase where your child owns and your community and your family sees your child and, and, you know, has communal necessity for your child to be an adolescent or be an adult. Um, and so it's like, okay, how can you celebrate those moments and how can you show, like, show them that you've earned this. Right. And it, and it wasn't, it wasn't just given to you, you know, this isn't a blue ribbon participation award. This is like, no, you got to earn it. Like, otherwise you're not an adolescent. You're still a child, you know, and you're not an adult. You're still a child. And we've got a lot of adults that are still children walking around out there. Well, there's no doubt about that. I was listening to a podcast, um, yesterday and well, first of all, guys, if you're listening to this, get through it. So you kind of hear where Aaron is coming from, hear this story, but then go listen to the leaders of leaders. Now the leaders of leaders podcast, by the way, Aaron is brand new. And so mm. if you search, it's not going to show up. You have to be really <laughs> you go. So yeah. go follow leaders of leaders on like Instagram and then use that to get into it the because link, yeah. it, it's or leaders the, of leaders, Aaron Guyette, po- like leaders of leaders podcast, Aaron Guyette yep. might populate it. Right. Um, it's just, it's, it's, it's silly, but, uh, I, I do want people to know you're going to have to work for it for a while and then it'll start to pop up as more and more people listen to it, but, um, good, good stuff, but you got to finish this one. You got to listen through to here first. That's, that's yeah. my little plug, <laughs> Yeah, but I was listening to another podcast of a gentleman who wants to be on my podcast and me on his, and he was talking about rights passage with a, with a male masculinity coach. And the, the coach was talking about, I didn't agree with everything he said, but he was talking about like, gangs have it right (laughs) he's like it's very wrong and it's horrible but they actually have most of them have some sort of rite of passage and usually it's you know something extremely um extremely violent or you know but but it's emasculating or (laughs) yeah and and but there's a thing you do this thing and then you're protected you're part of the group you are in you are you have passed that that invisible shield into manhood, which we all know is just really false and horrible in that scenario. So mm-hmm. let's step it back a little bit and, and let you just kind of say what you need to say about rites of passage. Yeah, it's funny. I can neither confirm nor deny that the Marine Corps uh, mm-hmm. infantry has, uh, has it right as well. And it, it's interesting. There's you know, there, there's this words like hazing and stuff that go around. Um, but as an, as a, you know, I would say an emerging adolescent, even though you're an adult, you're 18 years old, like, so on paper, you're an adult, but really you're an emerging adolescent, typically joining the Marine Corps, just because you've probably, uh, hurt a lot of your maturity through, you know, drugs and alcohol prior to, prior to the Marine Corps. Um, I mean, there's, and there's some, you know, non sort of, uh, I, I do air quotes, bastard children. Um, and not that I didn't have parents, but, um, you know, playing fast and loose with your life kind of, and, and living out these like weird romantic ideals. Um, it was, it was the thing that needed to be done in those units so that those kids, now I look at myself, I look at pictures. I'm like, 
how did they let this 13 year old in? I mean, I was 18, 19, 20 years old. Right. I look like I was 13. Like, how did they let this 13 year old in and how did they let him lead a squad of Marines in combat? Uh, anyways, but that's how you were able to gain loyalty, gain trust, uh, gain commitment with your fellow brothers. You know, for me at that time, there wasn't any female integration in the, in the imagery. It was like, I could literally look to my right and left and know because I had been in violent, gnarly scenarios in regular civilian life where my bros had my back. And so I knew going into combat, like my bros had my back. Um, and obviously none of those things are good. I think there is a better way to do it. And, you know, I was able to go back into the Marine Corps and start to mentor and guide based on a much more mature approach, but still pulling in, okay, well, what is it that gangs have right? Or the Marine Corps has right? Well, it's because it's incredibly challenging. It's typically like life risking or at least injury, um, risking there. There's absolutely, a, a huge chance for failure. But then the big ones beyond that is it takes individual courageous action to step into those challenges and that complexity. And then it's a communal necessity. Even if it's a pretend communal necessity, it's still a communal necessity for gangs, right? It's like, Hey, if you don't, you know, if you rat on us, then X, Y, Z, if you don't, if you, uh, wuss out when we give you your, you know, you, we jump you in or whatever, then we know you don't have what it takes, you know, all, all these like weird things, but, and the Marine Corps is the same. It's like, Hey, if you wuss out and you know, all this stuff and it's, so then it's courageous action, it's individual courageous action. And then communal necessity that really actually, uh, welds that complexity and challenge together. And then you, and, and then, you know, not just mentally and intellectually that you earn something like passing a DMV test, but you know, in the fibers of your being physiologically, right. Uh, 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 psychosocially, um, socially and emotionally, right. It's, it's wiring your, your lower limbic as well as the upper cognitive, upper cognitive. Yeah. I passed the DMV lower limbic. Like I can feel that I am a part of this family, that I'm a part of this community deeply. And I'm, and I am now an adult part or I'm now an adolescent part. Um, and so, yeah, it has far less to do with, Hey, you should, you know, go on a 10 day backing backpacking trip because, the nature is going to provide all the challenging complexity. And then, and then the fact that they need to lead your family, you know, your child needs to lead your family. It's going to, you know, create all the uh, personal, social, emotional complexity and challenge. Um, and so you have this like perfect storm of complexity and challenge and, uh, you know, failure, risk of injury, maybe even a little bit of risk of, of death. Um, but in a, in a boundary filled and more mature way, uh, it, so it doesn't have to be that, but the thing is what it can't just be, I've heard a, a lot of people say some, I think really good rites of passage, but there was this, uh, one guy who was like, you know, he's having his 16 year old son do this like incredibly, uh, physically taxing event and it's going to take everything and he's going to want to quit and he's going to have to keep going and, and then he, but then he's going to pass it. And, and I say to that, it's like, well, that's awesome because he will feel it in every fiber of his being. It will be an incredible challenge. There will be, you know, the, the potential for failure, risk of injury, but is there communal necessity for that? Maybe for strength, like we need strong men. Sure. But the other communal necessity that I think is the huge missing component, how does this prove or, or have this person show and earn a trusted adolescent or a trusted adult character where, they know right from, you know, they know right from wrong, even if they're going to choose something wrong or whatever, you know, that they know it and they own that, right. They're responsible for that. Um, it, it's not evoking any sort of character. So how can I know that just because he, you know, he or she passes this incredibly arduous strength task that doesn't necessarily make their character any stronger, they could still be objectifying women or still be objectifying men or, you know, uh, treating themselves as a, as a lesser human. Right. And so for me, it's like, whatever you do, think about, think about not just the physical or physiological component of it. Like, how do you know that your 
son or daughter has courage, right? How can you test that courage? How do you know that they're not going to just fold like a lawn chair to peer pressure every time, you know, somebody comes up with a good feeling idea, you know, oh, this is going to feel good. And so now your kid is, and, and I say this because this was my path. Like mm -hmm. that was my path. It's like, whatever felt good, I did whatever my friends wanted to do because I wanted to be such a connected part of them. I just did whether it was illegal, whether it was wrong, right. If, if there is such a thing as objective morality, like then there's right and wrong and, and like wrong is wrong is wrong. Me doing something wrong to an old lady, me doing something wrong to a young kid, me doing something wrong to myself. Like those are all things now that are baggage that I'm going to have to carry with me for the rest of my life and, or forgive, which is sometimes even harder to do, forgive mm -hmm. myself or forgive others or whatnot. So yeah, that, I mean, it, it has to be more than just a incredible strength task, but I think incredible strength test is a great way to begin that. Right. Well, there's, inter there's endurance and, and hear me out and maybe you can agree or disagree, but mm -hmm. A lot of the programs out there, and I'm, I haven't done them, so I'm not going to like bash on them, but they do this. Thanks for using Brotherhood of Fatherhood mug, by the way. Good flex. Like um, yeah, yeah, I did pinky up too. I know. It's that. pretty awesome. Uh, <laughs> like you, you, you go for a weekend, right? Like you go and you learn some stuff. Then you do really hard things for like uh -huh. a 15-hour stretch. And uh -huh. then, you know, you come back and, and you kind of wrap it up or whatever. And I think there's a lot of value to that. Oh yeah. I don't know the value that that value can even compare to an experience where maybe it's five days and it's mm -hmm. not just, it's not just physically strenuous, but because of the circumstances, like, you know, you, you, your kid takes your family out and leads them on a backpacking trip and plans it all and everything. Where does like the important part of having a plan and then having to pivot in that plan instead of just pushing through what you can do in like a 15 hour push. But when you're talking 72 plus hours, mm -hmm. things change a little bit. You get mentally worn down. You do have time to rest, but then you're, you're, it's like you get hit twice, three times, four times. And there's this mental fortitude, but there's also this longevity of fortitude that, it, that you're showing. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's, yeah. that's where I see like what you've done you know, you, you spelled it out really well at the, at the event, like this is the stage for 12 year olds, this is the stage for 16 year olds or 18. I don't remember, but 16 or 18. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, uh, and I was like, Oh yeah, that, that, that really makes sense because of that, that long it's, it's long enough that it's, it goes well beyond the physical. And I, I I'm, we talked, I think we might talk about this last time we paused podcast is where I'm just tired of men who are physically they They can handle things physically in the moment for hour, two hour, three hour. But as soon as something gets tough emotionally or mentally, they, mm -hmm. they're, they suck. It's mm -hmm. like, no, you can't just practice your physical prowess. That's not, mm -hmm. that's not what doing hard things is because mm -hmm. some of the hardest things I do are relationships. Mm -hmm. business. Uh, you know, uh, not too long ago, I just kind of had a meltdown and, and said stupid things and wasn't thinking right. And I had to come to you and the other guys in the, uh, in the group that we have formed and say, Hey, like, look, life's hard right now. Those are, I think the places where we really grow. And if we can provide those for our kids as a rite of passage. I think that's like the next level. And is that kind of by design you've done that that way? I'm I, everything you do by is by design, but go ahead and talk yeah. about that. Yeah. Well, so think about, dude, I just, the big event is such a great example of this. So guys that are saying this has radically transformed me more than anything I've ever done. Yep. These are guys that have years under their belt of incredibly arduous physical feats, right? 100%. Whether it's feats of strength or, or they're, they're, they were pro athletes or they were highly competitive athletes. And they're saying like, this is the most transformed. And why is that? It, well, because it wasn't, it was less to do with the physical. There was really, a, a, if, if there's anything that we underwhelmed, right? It was in the physical front because we yeah. weren't, it wasn't like trying to beat people <laughs> with right. physical, you know, problems and feats and, and things like that. It was like, we're going to do some physical stuff just to get moving and, and 
feel feel out our you know space or whatever uh and maybe do a little bit of testing our metal if if you know if we want to kind of a thing but if we don't want to that's fine too and it, it but then we it was like way overshot anybody's preconceived notions or expectations of the transformation that would happen from uh, an emotionally vulnerable standpoint, from a social standpoint, from an intra introspective standpoint. I mean, guys were literally like breaking down and, Mm -hmm. and sharing things that they're like, I've never shared this with anybody in my life. Right. And yeah. So like, obviously there's something to that. And now they're saying this is the most transformative thing that I've ever done to include comparing it with some of the most physical, if not the, you know, most physical things that they've ever done. So obviously there's something to that. And yeah, that's for me, for me. So the, you know, 12 year old, I think is a good general age for like an adolescent. And so it's Mm -hmm. like going from being a child to you're no longer a child. You're not an adult yet. You're an adolescent. Right. And being able to own that and getting the freedoms with that, but also the responsibility that comes with the freedoms. So there's going to be a lot more guardrails and boundaries and and safeties in that one, but it still can't be, you know, only just some physical thing or, you know, only just some, you know, check in the box, intellectual, you know, brain retaining thing. There has to be some back and forth. And for me that that one's a little bit more isolating individual and, and introspective and you Mm -hmm. get a parent or a guide and typically it should be a parent. And I believe that it should be the father that should lead in this because the mom is going to be maternal and be like, Oh right. baby. Like anytime something bad happens where this dad, the dad's going to pump the brakes and watch and be like, Hey, they need to experience this pain. They need to experience this moment where they want to quit or whatever. And I'm going to, even if I want to hold them and protect them and I'm going to, withhold that because I, I need them to rub up against failure and rub up against quitting and rub up against the problems of that. And so, yeah, that, I mean, and so in that it's five days, but they get to take breaks over the five days. You know, that's how I've designed mine. Mm -hmm. Um, and we're doing all sorts of different types of physical things and, and mental, uh, calculations and making, you know, really hard decisions and, um, having to remember things that you have trained up until that point. Right. Um, whereas then the guided adult, a 16 year old, you're an adult for every, you know, um, every definition of every, every meaning of that definition with the exception that you're a guided adult and that you're 16, you don't have the adult privileges and the adult freedoms legally, right. Because of the way our country is designed, it's legal system. Um, and you're also underneath my roof, but I'm going to start treating you like an adult and give you, here's the rules and you can, you know, bang your head up against them and get hurt, or you can make good choices and have the inevitable good consequences that come from that. So then that one has to be like, yo, show me that you can be independently make decisions, not just for me, but for your spheres of influence, your family, your, your, your siblings, your parents, um, the, the community around you. Right. And then, and then you don't really, and then you're not really doing a a rite of passage so much when they're 18. It's like, Hey, are you stepping towards being able to have independent adulthood where if you choose to, and your parents choose to, it's like, you're, you, you can leave the nest and you can go. And we know full well that you have the competence and confidence to be able to, you know, own that because you've proven that over the course of two years, you know, from your 16 year old to your 18 year old. So that's kind of how I, I set that up and how I look at that. Yeah. And so it's not, yeah, it's not just something physical. I'm hoping that they get more socially, emotionally from it than they, than they, you know, feel like they've done something physically, um, incredible. Right. But I also want them to feel like, man, man, that was really dang physically hard and and the endurance part of it made it even tougher. Right. Um, but there was also some character and intellectual upper cognitive and, and emotional type things that I had to contend with in that process as well and work through. Um, yeah. 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 The, like having the combination of physical and emotional and mental, I think it's just, it's just the opportunity to kind of solidify that as a real experience. It really means something like, you yeah. know, 
doing an ice bath for the first time, like that's not a rite of passage. It sucks. Like, yeah, it sucks. And you've learned a little bravery or you've learned a little, you know, um, resiliency, but mm-hmm. it's, it's just this, uh, it does kind of tax you mentally, but, uh, it is, it is yeah. a great event. You know, another thing I, I didn't really think about until now, my son is 18 and he's still living at home. Um, now that wasn't by design, like, and we're working on him moving out, but something I'll touch on is the fact that when you have a plan, a real plan, like you do at 18, you're on your own, you're preparing your child to do that, to become an adult, you know, at that point they're an adult, but I'm going to, I'm going to say this and maybe you have, or have not identified this. It prepares your wife Mm-hmm. to let go at that time too because mm-hmm. that is a little bit of a struggle right now of mm-hmm. my baby is leaving well what if he doesn't and i'm having this conversation over and over again i'm like it'll be so good they're they're like we've prepared him i know he's never had to pay an electric bill before but he's gonna figure that one out and mm-hmm. there's no better way than to figure it out and and sure we can we can guide but i think by having this spoken and planned for a long mm-hmm. time, you're giving your wife, this is a gift to your wife. You're giving mm-hmm. her the gift of preparation emotionally mm-hmm. for that separation. One, 1,000 per So think about this. The, the child is going to mourn their childhood, mm-hmm. but the parents are going to mourn it as well. Oh, because I'm because there now. Yeah. Because now I have to treat my child who's no longer a child as an adolescent. I have to treat them differently than I would my child. So that yep. means I have to uphold this thing that they've earned just as much as they, which means I also have to mourn the loss of the thing that they once were, which was being a child. And then adolescent to adulthood, the same thing. I've got to mourn that adolescence. They're no longer in that in-between ground between adult and child. They're now adults like they're adults that live under our roof but they're adults right and and probably right that's like for you guys i'm sure you're really kind of contending with an adult that's living like you i think it seems to me the way you you know interact with your son that you do see him as an adult a very yep. responsible freedom filled you know free will adult whereas your wife might be still mourning the childhood of him and the adolescence of him and this fact that he's an adult in the, in the house. Um, and you know, obviously then that's, that's going to be its own process. Um, but yeah, how, how cool will that be to, Hey, everybody in our community or at least in our family. And you know, my hope is the larger community too, will get to mourn the loss of this child, but then gain this, an adolescent and, and celebrate this gain of an adolescent. Um, we all get to do that together and we can do that through affirmations and prayer. And, um, there is something that I did want to bring up after stating this, uh, a couple of guys, uh, probably a quarter of them, maybe half, um, were like, I got stuck. And you blew my mind when you said, Mm. Um, that you have to have a worldview in, in I know, which to I have, know where you're going here. Yeah. In which to have grounding. Cause they were like, yo, I never thought about that. And I'm out here floating in a non-gravity outer space trying to pretend that I'm building something, but I can't even build anything because there is no gravity and there is no ground. And so I, I, I you know, I'm constantly flipping and flopping between worldviews and values and purpose and meaning. And I'm wondering why, <laughs> you know, everything that I do comes up found wanting and I could just, I could keep ticking off, you know, check check boxes, but I don't feel any better. I just feel like it's this endless rat race um, that I'm in. And I know a bunch of guys were just like, 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 and I went into the the other aspects like later on, like, okay. And then write a passive block, but they're like, dude, I'm stuck back here. And I know stuff. Like I realize I don't have any grounding for myself which means I don't have any grounding for my kid, which means I'm creating an insecure environment for my child because they don't know what to believe and how to believe and why and any of these things. So they're just like, okay, dad, we'll uh, hunt. We're going to hunt. Okay. uh, We're going to fix a car. Okay. You know, it's like, you're just kind of throwing crap against the wall and hoping that it sticks, I guess. I've, I've heard, I've, I've 
thought about this a lot because you know I'm, I'm very clear about my christian faith i'm, I'm never going to hide that it's incredibly important to me um yeah. we have exposed our boys to it and we let them make their own decisions but they have made their decisions and my son my oldest son will 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 go face to face with you anytime in a very respectful manner and he's probably more versed than me in, when it comes to that but I've thought a lot about this because I was listening to Ed, it was like Joe Rogan and um, Jordan Peterson were like, you've got to have the, the beauty of Christianity and the Bible is that you have this moral foundation. You have this mm-hmm. bedrock, this cornerstone of how do you act? What do you do? How, what are your beliefs? And I see these family like, like coexist and all these other things. And they're so freaking confused because they have they're standing on a, a fluffy, you know, like a foam ground that every step is uneven and they don't have anything to like plant their flag in. I can't even imagine living that way. I, I, I will tell people you have to have your own journey. I think the biblical truth is the biblical truth, but without anything, you, you're, you're, you're literally blind, blindly walking through life. Mm-hmm. I just don't even understand how you can raise a kid that isn't just utterly confused all the time in that kind of environment. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm I not mean, trying to be judgmental. You can still have great children. You can still be a great person, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I've, I've got a, a few atheist friends and you know, ardently atheist or, and maybe even a, cu- a few anti-theist friends, uh, <laughs> but they're still my friends, right? We can still have oh, yeah. great conversations and they're for all intents and purposes, good people, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're not, you know, nihilists that are, you know, destroying, like trying to burn the earth down, you know, burn everything. Uh, and so, yeah. And you, so something that actually sticks out to me is Victor Frankl's, he he developed something called logo therapy, where basically like you're sort of the things that you do, uh, gives you some grounding. Um, and, and obviously he had a faith, a Jewish faith and belief in God, Um, which, which helped him, but it also just as much as it helped him, it also confused him. Like during his time in the concentration camps, it's like, well, if God is good, then why are I'm, am I watching all of my brothers and sisters literally have the worst amount of suffering? Um, but he was able to work through that and, and, you know, love became this like sort of deep and burning ember. And it was, it allowed him to have purpose and meaning even in his suffering, Um, and, and, but he created something called logotherapy, which is just like, you know, having something, right. Right. (laughs) Something is, is better than, than nothing. And, and at least that gives you a start, right. At least that gives you a foothold from which then you can go into, but I'm in the same boat. Like I, I, I was nihilistic. I I was an anti, anti anti-theist. I I was an atheist. I was an agnostic. I I was traveling through all these different beliefs and, uh, for me, it just came up, I found wanting like every single time it was a couple of questions away from disintegrating into my hands and, and then leaving me with purposelessness and no meaning in my life, which for me, and I think for the, I think probably the average human, uh, that can be a very destructive position to be in. Right. Uh, and I think Jordan Peterson says this, and I think, uh, Joe Rogan is actually, uh, played jazz with that a a little bit, but Mm -hmm. you know, the most destructive, uh, being is a man with no purpose as a man with no, you know, no values. And, um, I don't want my kids to just, you know, believe because I said, so I want them to travail, not just travel, but travail, work hard and through the difficulties of, trying to establish like, okay, can I justify what it is that I believe? And then more importantly, if I believe it, is what I'm walking out actually in line with my beliefs? Because we believe through intuition and experience that there is gravity, not through intellectual understanding. And then we can follow it up with some intellectual understanding and know it at a deeper level um, in terms of math and things like that. And because so, we walk and go about our lives as if gravity exists, because for us, it truly exists. Um, I, I don't see that 
typically in the Christian realm. I don't see that when I go to the local church and talk to people. They're saying that they believe something, but their actions prove quite the opposite. Um, and I'm seeing that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so for me, it's like, how can I help my child through this rites of passage stuff, give them gird their, um, loins, their most vulnerable parts with a, a deeper understanding and a, and a deeper knowing of their faith. So then they're just, just like the, their experience with gravity. They're just walking out life be, as if there's gravity because there's gravity for them. Right. <laughs> they believe it and they walk it out. And same thing uh, with what it is that they choose to believe. Um, and I, most people are, you know, if anything we're thinking about is worth overthinking for me. So <laughs> uh, most people aren't going to overthink that. But I think that that is the last thing that we should be doing. Like if there's one area that we should really camp out on and, and like spend some time on the struggle bus with, it's what do I believe and why do I believe that? Mm -hmm. You know, and, and that will help you cast some purpose and cast clear vision for yourself, for your wife, for your kids, and for the, these then rites of passage. Um, and that's something that I think Matt Van Schoik took away too. He's like, you know, I'm, I'm writing not only what my purpose is, what I believe I'm on this planet for, but what the Van Schoiks uh, yeah. uh, do, you know, like who we are and what we're about. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty rad. <laughs> it is really rad. We, my wife and I've had this conversation quite a bit, like the family, the family, you know, core values and our mission and purpose. And <clears throat> I think that's a really missed thing in a, in a lot of people's lives. And when you have that, you make decisions based on it. So that, that is one thing we're talking about is like a, this decision tree or this, this foundation in which you make decisions, like, you know, some people just say, well, it's morally right. Well, where are they getting that? Where are they getting that? Now, some people have that these moral standards and they feel very so convicted on them, but they still don't have a belief system. And I think it kind of pseudo works. It works. Um, but but that's like I, and I've said this so many times, but when you have that foundation, you can make all your decisions based on that. And so now. Mm -hmm the decision fatigue goes away. I mean, there's still decisions to be made and act, you have to make choices, but it really does give you a compass for leading. It gives you a compass for leading your family. It gives you a compass for making decisions with your kids, it gives you a compass for making decisions myself. Like, okay, if I have a decision where I can make a boatload of money, but I'm going to be away from my family for six months, like there's going to be times in my life where that might absolutely be necessary, but I'm always going to put that through the filter of my, my belief system, my values, and I'm going to weigh that out. And that's how, what's going to make the decision, not the emotion of I could be rich in six months. Mm. I don't know if that makes sense, but well, 100%. So we have the best examples in the world of these incredibly high level leaders that you open up their closet and all these skeletons fall out and we wonder where that came from. Well, their, their whole goal was to get high up in leadership. Their whole purpose and value set was to get high up in leadership at any and all costs. So is it, is it any wonder that some of them seemingly a lot of them went astray, astray, like they didn't go astray. They made it to this high level because they could only go astray if they had values that were like, and I, you know, I will not have an affair and I will not molest boys and I will not, you know, like, but th that wasn't, that wasn't part of it. It was like, I'm going to be a great leader and I'm going to mm -hmm. have a bunch of followers. Um, I don't need to be a moral example. I don't need to have a moral compass. Um, I can. And so what happens is we play the game of, following the rules, at least on paper and at least what people can observe. But then when I get my time and I can hide things and be secretive and whatever, then I'm just going to do the things that make me feel good. And, and man, you, both of those rabbit trails are endless, right? Both of those pits mm -hmm. are endless. Like do things that make you feel good is an endless pit that only gets weird. <laughs> yeah. Right. And yeah. then doing, you know, get be being a great leader at all costs. Like, 
that only gets gnarlier um, from my from my outside and inside observation, right? Yeah, experiencing that a bit myself, and then but also now observing that just looking at headlines, you know, like oh, imagine right. that some some other Christian leader was, you know, having an affair with multiple women <laughs> on his wife or whatever, or, or uh, I mean. We have yet to have a a politician where we can vote for them based on their character, either yeah, side of what, the fence. What you know? a concept that would be, huh? It's like, it's like, well, I can't choose character because then nobody wins and we don't have that. And well, we need that. So then I'm going to base it off of these other, you know, metrics or whatever. But man, it, that's pretty sad. You know, it's pretty. It's really sad. It's sad. Yeah. It's, it's a little defeating if you think of it right, too much. It's kind of like. I'm I'm picking the best of the evils here. Like that's the, yeah. that's literally the situation we're in. Yeah. Like, do I want this bad level or do I want this level of bad? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I mean, your your speech went into very specifics. Not your speech, your presentation, your talk at the event went to in very specific like examples. And so I'm guessing I haven't listened to your podcast yet. I listened to you in person. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing that that you go into it on yep. that platform. Yeah. yeah so I, I have uh, rites of passage and why by mm-hmm. just me, and which is our third episode uh, on the leaders of leaders podcast. And that one I do like a, a sort of a whole visual showcasing of, you know, here, here are some things to think about for your rites of passage. Here's what they, um, from my standpoint could and should have in it, to ensure that, you know, your child has competence and confidence and is no longer a child is now an adolescent and from adolescent to a guided adulthood, guided adulthood to independent adulthood. This episode of the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast is brought to you by Direct Hemp. Direct Hemp are the CBD experts who stand behind all of their products, their providers, and all of the great science behind new innovations in the space. So I've been using some of their products, uh, specifically Charlotte's Web Sleep Gummies. This is a hemp extract infused gummy with melatonin. And I'll tell you what, my wife and I have both experienced amazing results from using these sleep gummies. We're sleeping better. We're waking up more refreshed. We're falling asleep faster. We're getting more REM sleep. I really pay attention to my sleep analytics. I have several apps and devices that actually record how well my sleep is. And these things make a massive difference. And why do I care? Because sleep improves, good sleep improves judgment, recovery. It reduces stress. It reduces inflammation. It improves memory and aids in weight loss, among other things. And these are all scientifically backed facts. So you need to be getting better sleep. And the best place to get your sleep products is through direct temp. So check out the show notes. There will be a link to get 15% off. Use the coupon code BROTHERHOOD and you'll be on your way to better sleep with great tasting, very effective gummies, as well as hundreds of other brands and companies or uh, products that you will enjoy. Um, and then and then it was like perfect. You know, Matt wanted to get on a call and talk about it at a deeper level and and he wanted to get presented it again but with now his questions contending with Mm -hmm. it and well what does he do exactly um does he have to do what i'm doing and then we parse that apart really well where it's like no you don't have to do what i'm doing right um but you can't you can't do nothing either like so what is the what are the things that you could do and what might that look like and for it was perfect because he has a 13 year old mm-hmm. who is missed quote, you know, using air quotes, he, he didn't miss anything. Um, but technically missed the 12 year old, um, yeah. childhood to adolescence. But it's like, I was like, well, yeah, but there's intentional parenting things that you can do. Like Alex is a great example. Like he didn't, he doesn't have this like mapped out rites of passage thing, but he has done some pretty intentional things with his child. Yeah now adolescent and about to, you know, step into adulthood where it's like, he knows that his kid is doing some really hard stuff with like choosing to run his own business. Um, and then, 
you know, actually saving up and creating a payment plan for his first vehicle and then having to like have the responsibilities of that vehicle. And I, I, I think it's just like such a beautiful showcasing of, you know, what could be a type of rite of passage for him, where if you, if you don't pass this, then you don't get the vehicle. If you don't uh, respect your vehicle, then you don't get your vehicle. And so that there's some things that you oh can earn gosh. in that. I mean, yeah. I might add in like, Hey, you know, maybe have a sort of a culminating, whether it's an event or at least celebration where everybody in the community and the family can mourn the loss of the adolescent and, and then celebrate the gain of this adult, um, right. for both Matt and Alex, uh, I might add, add that. Like, I, I think, you know, cause they've earned it. Right. So let's, right. let's tell them, let's have the community tell them that you've earned it. Um, you know, maybe adding something like that, but it's like, no, nah, you didn't lose any opportunity there. And, you know, even with, with your son, it's like, yeah, he's 18, but like now you get this incredible chance to walk out the, his passage into independent adulthood. Right. And, and okay, what is that going to look like? And how, how am I going to mourn that and process that? How's, how am I going to help my wife mourn that and process that? And how am I going to help my son mourn that and process that? And know like, Hey, you did the, you did the traveling event, which I thought was like a, you know, or, or experience, which I thought was a trip. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible because you got, you know, you got to get deep Mm, yeah, and be intentional and it's just you and your son, you know? Um, and so, yeah, then, okay. Like there's, there's probably a moment, you know, where you can send him off and, have processed up to that point, but then have, you know, the community or at least the family, like process that together and be like, yeah, and we're so proud of you and you've earned this and, you know, affirmations and prayer and you know, maybe some symbolic gifts or something. Um, which I think there is something to that, the symbolic gifts. I think so too. I mean, you know, you, so several things hit our conversations, my conversations with Bryce and my 18 year old now are very different. We're, they're very different because we did that trip together. We were able to kind of talk about this move into independence. And, and that's really what we talked about almost exclusively. It was, it was pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of, you know, theology talk and, and the challenges of the world. It was, it was pretty amazing. And, and my, my, uh, my challenge is, guys, is make sure you give time and space for that to happen. Mm-hmm. Be very intentional about it so that you can develop those. But now our conversations are about this move, this, the, what happens when we move out of the house, how that looks, how that's emotionally changing. And then of course, all the details around it. So it's really helped me kind of get a grasp on how I can make this a little more significant than just like, see you later. And so I, I have taken it and, you know, I'm, I'm thinking through the, the ceremonial, like passing of the guard, like, here you go here, here's the keys. You already have your car, but here's the keys, your car, pack it up. We'll see you later. And, and probably have a big dinner, like you said, with the community that, that is our community. And so it's, it's already working and I'm not mourning anything because I didn't do the 16 year old thing. I didn't do the 12 year old thing, but I'm, I'm celebrating the fact that I still have a chance to do some of these things. Yeah. And it's, and it's been, it's been phenomenal. And I think it'll also help my wife yeah. kind of go through the like, okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. And, and, uh, you know, watching, watching him, he, he reads the Bible, he reads stoic philosophy books and he reads like these high level leadership books that I haven't even read. I mean, you know, like mm-hmm. 900 pages. I'm like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> and he, t- he tells me <laughs> stuff about him every day. So, I mean, he's ready. And so yeah. I think every parent should have this opportunity to, to pass those kids in the next level, because that's not going to, that's going to keep us from having soft adults. That's going to keep us from mm-hmm. having an entitled, um, culture that we're kind mm-hmm. of seeing right now that we mm-hmm. need to run from for our dear lives. Mm-hmm. And we need to do everything possible to get our kids out of that, that situation, um, as much as we can. So, Yeah. I just want to encourage men at this point to do several things. I want them to, I want to encourage them to go listen to those podcasts. I think it's incre- incredibly important. Actually, I know we have moms that listen to this too. 
So I think that's also somebody that should go listen to it and, and yeah. definitely listen to them in the order that they are, because that's a really nice progression where you end up talking with Matt Van Schoik, who is asking the questions, well, I don't do this. And it, and it played out and the, and the overall concept is kind of developed right in front of the, the listener's ears. So mm -hmm. go do that. You guys, leaders of leaders podcast with Aaron Guyette and, um, you know, just go follow him or whatever, and you'll have access to all of that. And uh, I just, well, I know you're trying to kind of move away from social media, but there will be something there somehow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's we're, a world we're outside about of that. that. You and I are talking about that. We're going to figure that out. We're going <laughs> to crack that egg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, anything else you want to say before we wrap this one up? No. I'm, well, yes. I always have something to say. But <laughs> uh, yeah, if you're, if you're a man and you want to you wanna connect on the lowest level, kind of kick the tires on this thing that may become fatherhood for you or is fatherhood or, or even was fatherhood for you. Um, brother of fatherhood group on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Check that out. Obviously you're, you're hopefully they're already listening to your podcast if they're listening to this. Um, and there's just never, never a dull moment in terms of guests there. Um, if you want to take it and it's it's so weird like it would go from brotherhood to fatherhood group to not 10 times but like 100 times like <laughs> if you want to like dive head first into the deepest deep end into the abyss if you will uh you, i don't know why you're not already signed up for it no i don't even know if we can sign up for the big event but the big event man uh again far exceeded everybody's expectation in terms of their social and emotional development and truly people saying their transformation as a man, as a fatherhood and as a brotherhood, all of those three things, right. Which is, mm -hmm. that's, that's pretty incredible that that can happen in just a, a three day period of time. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then, yeah, if, if you have any questions about the rite of passage stuff and you're like, but what about one, I would happily hop on a podcast to then do some more, flushing out of, of what that is and then, and, and parsing it apart and reverse engineering or engineering or coming up with, you know, your solution, because your solution doesn't have to be my solution right. um, that I have for, for my kids. And then if you want to implement exactly what I am implementing with my kids, I will gladly give you all of that information for absolutely free. And I know that I'm selling myself short probably, and I need to monetize <laughs> it and all these things. But right now, I just, I don't really care because my passion is about truly helping fathers and, and mothers, but fathers, you know, primarily because I'm a dad, be intentional with their children and allow their children to mourn the loss of their childhood and become adolescents, mourn the loss of their adolescence and become a, a guided adult, mourn the loss of guided adulthood and become independent adults. So that just like Scott said, we don't have soft wayward, problematic children that are walking around as 35 year olds trying to find the bottom of Instagram and TikTok and disrespecting themselves and everybody else that, that comes in their path and leave destruction and chaos and problems in their wake. I am sick of seeing that. And so I'm just going to stand up and be like, Hey, I'll do my part. I'll give this away for free. I'll talk about it until I'm blue in the face. Um, I'll be here for you to bounce ideas off of and chat with as well. That's awesome. That's awesome. And it is, this is what, what needs to happen. We need to have very intentional, like things for men and families to plug into. And then like, you're being incredibly intentional with like, I'll give you my entire blueprint. So, and then, yeah, get your butt signed up for whatever I've got going on next. Uh, <laughs> on that, on that, we have actually some really cool things that were finally like, this was, this was like the, the, beginning to i mean it's not the beginning of brotherhood what it's going to be doing but it was almost like you know we've had this three-year roadway launch ramp and now there's just so much that we can do with that because we did see transformation from these men mm -hmm. and they're like booking calls with me they're booking calls with aaron they're searching they're happy this is they're really happy they went ha back with a real purpose and drive and <laughs> the, their wives are like 
what happened to <laughs> what happened to you? This is a gift for women too, by the way. So um, yeah. yeah, you guys just plug in, pay attention. Aaron, again, it's always a blast. This is not the last time. It's definitely not the first time you've been on the podcast. We'll have some other things to talk about really soon. So you guys uh, check out his podcast, subscribe, and subscribe to Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast and all the rest. You know, Rogan, those kind of small guys, you can just kind of push to the back <laughs> and, and really yeah, dig brother. in. Yeah, yeah. Always an honor and a pleasure. Always an honor and a pleasure. Scott, Thank you, sir. It. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to share it with your friends, your family, and follow us on social media. If you are a father, make sure you join our Facebook group, The Brotherhood of Fatherhood. Hit the subscribe button and tune in next time for more podcasts from The Brotherhood of Fatherhood.